I'm Hannah. I'm Jen. And this is Midnight Nonsense. So I'm starting to think we should call this podcast Jen's Weird Medical Problems. Oh? Because we have to start off this episode with a disclaimer that... Oh yes, you're you're a sick little nugget. (laughs) Yeah, I sound like I... I should have come up with an analogy before we started recording. Well, your professor said you sound like a cartoon character, which is not totally inaccurate. Yeah, but that's like, well, there we go. When it gets squeakier, I sound like a cartoon character. But mm-hmm. I think most of the time I just sound like a chain smoker. Okay, dying goose, why do you sound like this? So, in in updates in Jen's medical condition, <laughs> which this podcast apparently is. Yeah, I have not t- as catchy of a title. No, no, no. Nobody wants to listen to that. <laughs> I've developed a thrush, which is... Which, um, when you told me, I thought was a vagina thing. It's not a vagina thing. <laughs> it's not a vagina thing. I can I'm just an idiot. guarantee here and now that if there's ever a vagina thing going on, I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast. That is probably good. Unless I'm, like, pregnant. Which is technically a vagina thing. Anyway. Um, no, thrush is in your throat. It, but it is a yeast infection. Mm-hmm. So I have pretty bad asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was exercise-induced asthma, and then I went to the doctor. They make you do this t- test where you, like, blow into this um, tube, and it, it marks how hard you blew. And they tell you to blow as hard as you can, and I did. And then she was like, no, blow as hard as you can. <laughs> so I tried to blow harder, and I blew so hard that my lungs hurt really bad. I oh, know. And then the doctor left and came back and was like, yeah, you just have asthma. You can't breathe. Your lungs don't work. Anyway, so to combat this asthma, I take a steroid inhaler every morning, mm-hmm. and it um, gets my, like, bronchial passages to open up and allow air to come in. Mm-hmm. It also sometimes causes the yeast in your throat to go crazy and colonize your whole mouth. <laughs> so, so that's what's happened. That's fun. I will say that when I picked up the medication for it, um, it's like a pill you take. Okay. Um, wait, wait. They want you to swallow a pill when you have a throat thing. Right. I thought that was weird, too. I thought it would be a mouth rinse. Yeah, or some kind of spray. I guess both work. Um, but it does say it's a treatment for vaginal yeast infections. And I wanted to like look at the pharmacist and be like, it's, it's not, not, it's not a vaginal yeast in, in, it's in my infection. throat. Okay. It's, it's in my, my throat. throat. <laughs> but like, he wouldn't have cared. Right. Like, and why do I care what this pharmacist thinks of me? Because you don't want anyone to have like even the slightest thought that you might have a yeasty vag. That's just so weird. Like. I'm sorry. This what is just reminded a me horrible of that, start to this that, podcast. No, 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 no. It's good. All about it's good. badges. No, it's about yeast. And it makes me think of that part in the office where Dwight was like, yeast infections. There's so many yeast infections. Probably because we're down river from that old bread factory. <laughs> Dwight, that's Bless not how it Dwight. works. My favorite is when he goes to Toby and he's what like... What does the female vagina look like? Where is Where's the, the clitoris? Instead, <laughs> the crest of the labia? What does that mean? It's okay, Dwight. Sex ed failed many a man. Um, this reminds me of... So this weekend, we went to the Seattle Aquarium, which was really we wonderful. Did. And we'll talk about that more probably in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but... On the way back, uh, the passes were snowed in, and I'm terrified of driving in the snow. Like, I I can do it once it has snowed, and there's mm-hmm. snow on the ground, and I can just go slow. Mm-hmm. But going over a mountain pass when there's a snowstorm stresses me out. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Right. And so we were with our friend Stephanie, mm-hmm. and she was she's never stressed about anything. She's one of the calmest people I've ever met. She is pretty chill, like 98% of the time. Yeah, she's very calm. But she was like, I'm stressed thinking about how stressed you're going to be driving mm-hmm. back. So long story short, her and her husband ended us driving us home, um, and then they got stuck here. Here, because and- the pass was still a mess, and the alternative pass we had used was just... Really gross, TBH. Yeah, and by the time they got here... The it just wasn't safe. It was dark. wasn't safe. We wanted them to have a sleepover, so they did. <laughs> but they had to go to the store and get, like, pajamas because they had been planning to go home that night mm-hmm. and not stay. <laughs> so Josh stood up because he was going to go to the store and let Steph rest on the couch because she was exhausted. <laughs> and went, how do girl 
pants. pants. (laughs) (laughs) How do girl pants? How do girl pants? Because he didn't understand how girl pants sizes worked. So sorry we're calling you out, Josh. He listens to this. He's going to be like, really? Sorry. It's It's a really fair question because no one, like, no one knows. Not even we know. Women don't know. It doesn't, it makes no sense. You just like divide by the square root of fuckery and that's <laughs> how you come up with girls sizes so that's my new favorite thing to say how, how do you girl, girl pants, pants? <laughs> if we're on the train of great phrases we just heard a really good one tonight oh yeah we did because we watched pbs's great performances for in the heights and lin-manuel miranda is just sitting there and he goes hi baby i'm just sitting here eating chicken tenders and making mixes <laughs> If that ain't the biggest mood I've ever heard. Whenever someone asks me how I'm doing from now on and I don't want to answer them. That's what you're going to say. (laughs) Making mixes, eating chicken tenders. I am going to expose you just a little bit regarding um, what we just watched within the Heights. Okay. What was the best part of it? It it was a really inspiring, like, uh, documentary. Is that what? Yeah, it's basically like a behind the scenes of how In the Heights musical came to be. And one of the things you can love about Lin-Manuel Miranda is that when he's really excited, it shows all over his face. He just gets the most precious, like, I can't believe this is happening face. Yeah. And every time he did it, you teared up. <laughs> every time. I really? Yeah. I just yeah. love him so much. I know. And you would cover your mouth like you were feeling. There's this one scene where one of the player or uh, actors. <laughs> the players. <laughs> the players. Actors calls his mom and is like, Mom. There's a giant poster of me on Broadway. It was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful moment. And you were experiencing it with him. It was, it was really so precious. Well, to because be honest. I've, I've been there. I've seen those signs. And like, how much must that mean to be someone coming from his background? So he was like a sports kid, but he also danced and he didn't really fit in with anybody and I don't know if people bullied him, but it kind of sounded like they did. And there he is, like, seven bajillion feet high in the middle of Times Square doing something he absolutely loves. And what is not so precious about that? And he just is like, hang on, Mom, hang on, Mom. And he puts the phone down and he has has his hands on his knees and he's just breathing. Like, (laughs) it's so beautiful. Yep. It's so beautiful. So most of watching that documentary was watching you cry out of the corner of my eye. I don't, I have no regrets. It's, I, I wish I loved anything as much as Lin-Manuel Miranda loves creating musicals and writing and just being. He's so inspiring. He really is kind of like a primo guy. He's so inspiring. Like, maybe one of the best. Yeah. If I ever meet him, I'm just going to die on the spot. You are. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like he'd be a good person to do that with because he'd be, he like, of all the celebrities, I feel like he gets being so excited that you can't mm-hmm. act like a normal person. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to meet him and, like, freak out, mm-hmm. he'd be like, yeah, I get it. And he'd freak out with you. Yeah. Like, who? oh, man, I don't remember what band it was. It might have been, uh, in my head I want to say My Chemical Romance, but I have no idea. But there was a story about uh, a band and they met one of their fans who I think um, was autistic. Okay. And got really overwhelmed by how excited they were to meet the band and Mm -hmm. laid down on the ground to like try to calm down. So the band just laid down with them. Aww. To be like, this is cool. We can just be on the ground. Like, that's, yeah, that's fine. That's really nice. I, I wish I remember what band it was. I'll find out. You should, we'll put yeah, it in the description. Uh, I had a dream once about Lin-Manuel Miranda. Did you? Yeah, I was lost. And I think someone was chasing me. And I was in a city. It wasn't New York. I was just in some generic city that my brain had created. And I was really scared. And he just showed up. And I was like, oh, help. Help, I'm so scared. And he just hugged me and he's like, It's fine, I'll help you get help you to get where you need to go. It's okay. And I feel like I don't know him. I 
I've never met him. Like, just this is just such projection. But I feel like that's how he would be in real life. I mean, that is the persona he he presents. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and believe, like, I know it's so foolish to believe in celebrities to be good people. I don't think he qualifies as a celebrity, though. Like, he is a, quote, famous person, but he's just a dude. He's a famous geek. Like, he's a geek who got famous for being a geek. I I don't know. This is just going to be a lot of awkward pauses because I genuinely have never really respected a famous person as much as I respect him and look up to him. I think that's fair. Like, I think if you had to pick someone, like, if you had to do, like, a <clears throat> Russian roulette, I'm not going to say roulette, roulette this time, <laughs> like a big friggin' idiot. What's the other one you keep doing? Facad! F- Yes. <laughs> Sometimes I've only read words and haven't really said I'm them not, out loud. I'm not judging you. It's just kind of funny. Okay, this is a detour, but okay. Growing up, did you ever have America Online? No. Okay, so I had AOL. That was my primary internet service provider until I don't know. I was like 15. Mm-hmm. Like it was a long ass time. We had AOL. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The, like, sign-in screen. First of all, it was the hardcore, like, Yeah, right. I, yes. Man, I'm really good at making that noise right now because my throat's so messed up. Please don't make it ever again. Probably will. Probably. I can look forward to hearing that for the rest of the week. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it would make that noise, but it it said in, initializing. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And for like 10 years, I read that as intelizing and thought that's how the word was pronounced. And then I found out that I was wrong in a granny's old school buffet Mm -hmm. whilst eating too many carbohydrates. Okay. And the shame has not left me to this day. Aww. It's fine. Homeschool problems. Uh, I used to think it was euphemism instead of euphemism. I like that one. Mm. Euphemism. Yeah. I was well into high school. (laughs) (laughs) And I said it and one of my friendly acquaintances was like, come again now? That's fair. And I was like, "Uh, I don't don't know. (laughs) I'm Mariah Carey. I can't read. I don't know. (laughs) It's actually like, it's such an interesting thing to feel shame for these things Mm -hmm. because so often it's because you've read the word but haven't heard it Mm -hmm. aloud. Um, which actually just implies that you are reading past the, like, conversational level of your social circles, which mm-hmm. is probably a good thing. Like, probably. Especially if you're a kid, it probably just means you're a smarty pants. <laughs> sure. And you're expanding your vocabulary and you're just not hearing it mirrored back to you. So, like, we yeah. actually shouldn't make fun of people for that, but we no. do. Are there any words you, like, cannot pronounce to save your life? Yes. Okay. So there's these two words. Mm-hmm. There's like con conscious. Conscious. Yeah, which is like when you're aware of something. Like yes, you are. You're, con- you're conscious. But then you also have a conscience. Conscience. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I cannot do that <laughs> That's word. Fine. I can kind of do it because you just mirrored it back to me. But mm-hmm. normally in my head, what happens? I'm like, no, 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 just sound it out, Jennifer. Like, you're an English major. You're mm-hmm. fully capable of saying this word. And I get to, like, the con <laughs> And it just kind of blows up. It falls apart from That's there. Fine. How is it again? Uh, what, conscience? You have, like, a conscience. <laughs> you do. You're mixing me up. <laughs> you're conscious. Uh-huh. And you have a conscience. Oh my gosh, <laughs> who invented those hell words? I hate them. I hate them so much. Oh. I sound like such an idiot. Well, I can't pronounce crayon. Crayon? I, ha- I had to think through that to say it right. I just say crayon. Okay, wait, what do you say? Crayon. Oh, you're so, just kind of slurring the so whole like thing. So like crown. It sounds like crown if I pull it out more. Uh-huh. But if I think about it, I can do it. But no, uh, my... <laughs> sister used to make fun of me for not being able to say it (laughs) yeah um and the other one that i have to think through a lot is prodigy oh man otherwise it's prog progity 
Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. So prodigy. Um, also, the book of the Bible that starts with D. Deuteronomy? Yeah. I'm not even going to try. Wait, please try. <laughs> no. Please. Please. Can... Say it again. Deuteronomy. <laughs> Deuteronomy. You did it! <laughs> if you hadn't just said it, I wouldn't be able to say it. Oh, man. It comes out like Deuteronomy. <laughs> <laughs> What's actually amazing is that your brain has stored, like, so many thousands of words mm-hmm. that it's shocking there's not more of these things where we just totally fall apart. Yeah. Because you know so many words, and your brain just keeps them all, and then every once in a while is like, nope, don't like that yeah, one. no, no more of that. Uh, I used to not be able to spell definitely to save my life. Did you do defiantly? I don't, I don't know what I would do. Lots of people, this is like actually one of my favorite. Do they say defiantly? They say defiantly. Of, instead of definitely. Because I'll end up, <clears throat> you know. I'll end up editing my friend's papers for mm-hmm. them because I know where commas go. And <laughs> I swear none of the rest of the world knows where commas go, me included, but Jen knows. <laughs> it's I, mostly I, you. You don't know where I commas go. I have no go. idea where a comma goes. <laughs> Which is funny because like the rest of your grammar in English is actually like pretty you're pretty good at it. Like you construct a solid sentence, you typically know what you're doing, you use the right verb tenses, you just It's I I don't I don't know. Don't fucking know. Just That's throw okay. it in there. That's okay. I will not name who, but I have a friend who was also an English major who is a graduated English major. And every time I read her stuff, I'm like, what the hell have you done to these commas? And she's like, I wanted there to be a pause there. And I'm like, nope. That's yes. not how that works. But, but same. I'm like, I want to pause there. So comma. Oh, gosh. There's it's like a, right in the middle of your clause. Th- that's where it wants to go. It feels right. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, we have a, a mutual professor, actually. Well, not anymore. We did have a mutual professor who also cannot use commas. I mean, like, here's the thing. I know how to use commas, mm-hmm. but I'm scared of radio waves because I don't <laughs> understand science. <laughs> So like I'd forgotten about that. We, we had a whole dealio that ended up with a tinfoil hat on your head. Listen, I don't like radio waves. They're invasive. I think I have a picture of that. They're invasive. I'm not going to go over this again. But the point radio, is... Oh my gosh, it's energy. It's everywhere. That's my point. Invasive. <laughs> it's not invasive. It's just a thing. I'm trying to make an eloquent point here. Is that we all have different kinds of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And that's really beautiful. And so if you know where commas go, don't be a dick about it. And if you don't know where commas go, that's okay. Just get an English major friend and they'll help you with your commas and you can help them calm down about radio waves. All of that to say, when I edit my friend's papers, my favorite one is defiantly because the the sentence will be like, and I definitely need to get more scissors. Mm-hmm. And I defiantly need to, to get, get more. Scissors. It just makes me so happy. Like the spirit of rebellion shines through and <laughs> oh I love gosh. it. It's beautiful. Especially when I um, was interning for the church. So all the papers were about biblical stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, Peter defiantly had problems with Gentiles joining the church. Oh boy. Yeah, he did. Very oh, defiantly. boy. And it's not like spell check's going to pick that up because you still spelled it right. Mm-hmm. This is why you need a human. Hmm. And then you need a human who, um, you have to read backwards because your brain actually will fill these things in for you. Right, right. Like, I'm sure we've all seen them on Facebook, like those, like, catch the missing... Thingy. Thingy, and your brain just fills it in. Right. So you have to, like, proof backwards. Yeah. Today my aunt texted me and said there was a power outage, but what she had typed was outrage, and I had Mm. no idea. Until she was like, sorry, that was a a typo. Yeah, your brain brain knows there's not a power outrage, so it just... Fills in what makes sense. This is actually... Okay, I'm going to go into a bit of a weird theory I have. Okay. Some people think we are our brains. Okay. But we aren't because our brains can do things that our consciousnesses... Consciousness. Can't do. (laughs) So, like, my brain can substitute missing words and, like, my brain can, like, control how fast my heart is beating Mm -hmm. and I can't do any of that shit. Which means my brain is a separate entity from me, (laughs) and it has more control than I do, and that's kind of malevolent if you think about it. (laughs) 
Or it's just a thing. Or like your brain. I don't actually know if this is true. Some scientist is going to listen to this and be like, that's no. no. (laughs) But like, go with me here. Your brain influences like how fast your hair grows and where it grows. I can't do that. I can't make my arm hair grow. But my brain can. Or maybe it can't. I don't actually know if that's anatomically true. I don't know if that's right. But doesn't it regulate the hormones that would lead to those things? I mean, it's supposed to. So, ergo, some... Mm, You are stretching. The point is, my brain can choose whether or not it's going to accept serotonin, and I can't. And I'm very salty about it. Brains are malevolent. No, they're not. Brain? No, they're not. They kind of are. No, they're not. We are now kind of into, like, a philosophical discussion of, like, brain versus soul. Yeah, because you aren't a brain. You just have one. I don't care right now. (laughs) How can you not care about this? This matters so much. It it matters. Yeah, it matters in theory, but, like, you're never going to come to an answer about, like, the balance between brain and soul, so why don't you just get on with your life? Oh, contraire, you are going to come to an answer. Maybe not a... No, well, you personally can, but there's not going to be a general consensus on, like, what, what, how brain and soul function together. That's why you have atheism and organized religion. Like, nobody knows how that, like, really works. So, again, why are you going to, like, spend your nights awake thinking about that when you could be thinking about pizza? Because your brain is malevolent and it needs no, to be it's controlled. Not. It's not. Mm, maybe yours isn't. Actually, that's not true. That's I know not you. true. <laughs> See? See? It's not necessarily always on my side, but I don't think it's malevolent. That's what it wants you to think. Oh my gosh. I have a, an important question for you. Okay. It's our first podcast of November. See, this is what I was going to start with, but you went right in on your medical updates, so I just rolled with it. Anyway, yes, this is not the first of November, but this is the first time we're recording in November. So as per our agreement, I have your award. I'm so excited. And your award for this month is Neatest Bean. Oh! There is! Oh! I... Oh! Oh! Jen Jen is a little bean... On the piece of paper, holding a tea, and she's got her velvet boots on. I got these kick-ass velvet boots. You <laughs> wish you could see them through the screen. They are so good looking. <laughs> They're pretty good. I also have curly hair that is, like, as high as a church secretary's I just, hair. I just gave you massive curly hair. That looks like I'm teasing it to heaven. No. Tease it to Jesus. I just wanted really curly hair. I also like that this bean is naked except for this one shirt sleeve. <laughs> well, it's like, we'll do like the velvet cap of your velvet shirt. But I'm not wearing pants. Donald Duck doesn't wear pants. <laughs> Just wearing a velvet Maybe you're wearing a velvet sleeve. dress. But then there's, is it like a body, like a, a body contrast? I don't know. <laughs> Why are you analyzing this so hard? I drew it in like five minutes. What am I drinking? Tea. I didn't know if it was tea or coffee. Tea. I knew it was a hot beverage. That much is evident. This is a wonderful award. Thank I'm you. I'm glad you like it. I love it. Good. Yeah, that you holding that tea has reminded me before we lived together, when we were first getting to know each other. The dark days. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> oh, I tickle myself. That's a weird-ass phrase. <laughs> you, you are required to leave that in. <laughs> yeah, you must. You must. Jen tickles herself. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, yikes! Anyway, when we were first getting to know each other, we had classes next door to each other. We did. And sometimes my class door wouldn't be open, so all of us would be standing out in the hall. And you would walk by and you'd be like, oh, hi, how are you doing? In like a stunning impression of someone who actually likes morning. And now that I know you, I know that was all a lie. <laughs> complete, complete. It's a panic defense that kicks in when I see people uh-huh. who I know I have to talk to. This surge of adrenaline comes out and I'm like, ha Which is funny because I would have been totally fine if you hadn't spoken to me at all. No, we had to speak. 
you think that. I don't think that. I would have been content to just be like, sup, and like let it go on. Anyway, we're besides the point. Without fail, I think we had this conversation like three times. Yeah. You would always be like, hi, how's it going? And be like, I'm fine. I'm really tired because it's a 9 a.m. class and just like no one wants to take a 9 a.m. class. Gross. Anyway. And you'd be like, oh, you should get some some tea. And I was like, N- no. <laughs> Actually, what would happen is I would say, oh, get coffee. Because... And that's what it would be. And I would be like, no, I don't like coffee. And you say, okay, get tea. And I'm like, I don't, I didn't want to bring it. And you're like, no, just buy it on campus. I'm like, I don't have my wallet. We literally had this conversation three times. Which, okay, here are the things I'd like to point out. Mm-hmm. First of all, you claim to not like coffee, but every time I buy you a coffee beverage, you like it. That's not really coffee, though. It is. It's, oh it's gosh. so much sugar. Listen to it's me. not really coffee. You are living in Washington State where get coffee and get a pumpkin spice latte are synonymous. No one drinks black coffee here, except that, like, ultra hipsters, no one gives a shit about them anyways. Mm-mm. Get a latte is the same as get coffee. Mm-mm. It's not the same. It is here. I understand that it's not in California, but you need to understand the region <laughs> wherein you live. I, I'm content with the way I am. <laughs> so you actually like coffee. No, I don't. Hannah. This month I bought you two coffees and you have no. drinking both of them. No, because you made me coffee here at the house and it was gross. So you like lattes, not drip coffee with creamer in it. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I need you to recognize. Can you move on? That I have bought you pumpkin spice. <laughs> That's not the same. And a pumpkin granita and a toffee nut latte. Coffee nut was really good. It was great. You <laughs> loved it. And it's coffee. There's... Okay, fine. It's coffee. It's coffee. Let's move on, please, before this turns into a real fight. <laughs> I'm begging you. Okay, I have one. Number two B, I hereby repent for speaking to you so early in the morning. Oh, that, whatever. So, I wasn't mad about it. That's all you got for me? Is yeah. Whatever. I mostly was like... Do you not remember the last two times we had this conversation? Why do we have to have this conversation again? Because it was 9 a.m. and I was operating on pure fear. I'm just saying, like, in in the context, that's what I was like, what the heck about. Well, if anyone out there ever runs into me before noon, actually, if you just run into me, I'm scared and operating on pure fear. And that's what's getting me through the conversation. Oh my gosh. That's not entirely true. There's Aren't there some people you run into that you're happy to talk to? Like, say we didn't live together and you ran into me. You'd be happy to talk to me, right? That is the darkest timeline. I can't imagine that. <laughs> oh my gosh. We always live together. Mm, okay. Okay, so like, what if you ran into Kayla in the store? You'd be happy to talk to Kayla. Well, it's because she's from Southern California. I'd be like, why are you in Ellensburg? Just saying, there are some people you would be happy to talk to out in public. Mm. I guess you're right that there. I can think of people who I would be happy to talk mm-hmm. to. I do like our differing tactics, though, because you will go into full-on, like, charming gen mode Mm -hmm. and i just like nope the fuck out you do which actually sometimes makes it occasionally difficult because sometimes (laughs) hannah and i will be in social situations together we'll be in this situation where neither hannah nor i wants to be in a situation Mm -hmm. like uh, it's a social context or we both get really tired all of a sudden this happens a lot i think especially when we're traveling or at actual parties Mm -hmm. or really just anywhere near people Mm -hmm. and hannah just turns off like imagine if you had a robot and you unplugged it (laughs) or if you had a Roomba and you didn't charge it (laughs) or you had a friend who suddenly stopped contributing to the conversation and left you on your own to charm your way up somebody's ass I'm done you're totally done but sometimes (laughs) I'm done too and then there's no like you know with two people you can like pass it off right nope Nope, no. she's done. No. She's not even going to speak to me. She's playing Battle Cats on her phone. Yeah, because I'm done. And then people are, like, looking, and then they will furtively ask me, and I'll be like, she's just tired. Leave her alone. <laughs> but I want to be like, I'm just tired. Leave me alone. Instead, I'm stuck covering for your ass. 
<laughs> I'm just done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dan. Sometimes I'm a really bad wingman. <laughs> yes, you actually are. <laughs> I just don't want to. I'm just done. And you cannot. This is where the stubbornness kicks in, along with the, the like, zero social energy of just, like, no, no, you cannot make me do this anymore. Dan Howell, not just, he did a video about this, and I just watched it because I've been going through his old videos, uh-huh. about how sometimes he's the worst because he will just stop interacting and leave his friends in the lurch to cover up for him socially. <laughs> and it was like watching you in a man's body. <laughs> Because I was like, yeah, that's what my favorite asshole does. She just unplugs herself. And I'll be in a room full of our friends. And because I'm the closest to you, they all look to me to, like, assess. And I just, like, I want to hold up a sign at this point and be like, she's tired. Don't talk to her. This also happens in the in the morning because we just, uh, we spent the night at a friend's house mm. over on the west side. And... In the morning when we woke up, there were four of us in this room. And oh, yeah, I was waking up. Yeah, you were waking up. What that looked like was you looked furious with the world. And you were in the corner of the couch playing battle cats while the rest of us had, like, a discussion. I was listening. <laughs> but not contributing. I didn't need to. You guys were doing fine without me. Sometimes my presence just has to be enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just learned that when we hit that point, I need to get you out of the situation. Because around the time that you hit that point, I will start, like, bullshitting the charm factor, like, mm-hmm. five times harder. Mm-hmm. And then... Eventually, we're aiming towards a collapse where I'm going to start crying or stick my mm-hmm. foot in my mouth in a real big way. Well, but that's when I wake up because I'm like, oh, Jen fucked up. Time to go to work. <laughs> Could you come in like right before I stick my foot in my mouth? Um, usually, I, I'm still trying to figure out when that moment is. Like, I am, I am actively searching for it. But, but I, I still don't quite know when it's going to happen. I need little warning lights. Yeah. Like green and then a yellow and then like a blinking orange, which is like, help, help. I'm about to do something really weird with this Bananagrams bag. Help. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just uh, thinking of when we were in the store once and you ran into a colleague, shall we say. And this person and I had met before, but I didn't remember if it was that person and I didn't want to go through the awkwardness of reintroducing, so I just took off to the left. Yep. And I figured, no, this will work, because Jen will be like, okay, I gotta go find Hannah. Bye. So I was giving you an out, or that's what that was my attempt. Yeah. But I guess it didn't really work. Yeah. That time we had just entered the store. Mm-hmm. We were, like, fresh into Fred Meyer. So I wasn't melting down yet. So oh, that's good. I have noticed a predicament has started to occur that the longer we spend in Fred Meyer, the more that just like sends your social energy battery like past zero into fully dead and I will like have to push you out of the store. Yeah, it's like usually right as we get into the soda pop aisle, I find my ears, my shoulders are glued to my ears. And I'm really frustrated with how many people are close to me. Like, why are they so close to me? Mm-hmm. They're in my friggin' aisle. Mm-hmm. And I just want to touch the butter without anyone, like, bumping. And there's so many people and you have to coordinate where all of them are at the same time. Yeah, Fred, my, it's just, it's bad. It's bad. I, by the end of that store, I mm-hmm. always want to cry. Like, mm-hmm. I want to lay down in the... Remember that time I tried, or at least thought about, climbing behind the cereal boxes on the shelf and yes. huddling yes. And in the fetal position? And you were like, tell me why I can't crawl on the shelf. I was like, because that's fucking weird. And I was so overstimulated. That does happen. That happens for me a lot in Walmart. Yeah. Because it's so 
big and there's always intensely long lines. It doesn't matter which Walmart you're in. This is the same for all Walmarts. So many people all the time. And they're usually like, look like they hate themselves a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. I think the worst this ever was, was you weren't there. But last Christmas I went home with my family that's right. Uh, yeah. You texted me about this. It still makes my ass clench. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents decided to go Christmas shopping, like as in to buy all the gifts for everyone on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let that, I'm going to repeat this so it sinks in. Mm-hmm. They were buying everybody's gifts at Fred Meyer on Christmas Eve, as well as like all the food we needed for Christmas, some decorations for Christmas. Christmas Eve day. That is Black Friday 2.0. Yeah, so if you... Okay. Imagine being... You know when you play Tetris Mm -hmm. and the pieces are falling and each piece is comprised of many blocks that are stuck together? Mm -hmm. Imagine being one of those blocks and the whole Tetris board is Fred Meyer and it is Mm jam-packed. And so I asked my mom, I was like, Mom, have you made a list? Because this is going to be hellish. And she was Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a list. Well, we get there. We go through the produce section. And then we go through it again. And the third time, I'm like, mom, I thought you made a list. And she shows me that what her list actually is, is that she has three recipes open in separate tabs. Mm -hmm. And she's going to go through the store three times. To get all the stuff. To get all the stuff. So I was Christmas Eve day. And it's like, it's jam packed. I was like, no, no. My Mm -hmm. dad has, like, gone off to buy a bunch of toys because that's what he wants to do. Like, he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to buy onions. He wants to buy Nerf guns. Mm -hmm. So he's disappeared somewhere, and I was like, no, what do you need? Mm -hmm. And then I ran around and got it. And my mom also, God bless my mother. I love her. But when we shop, she'll, like, stop in the middle of the aisle just to have a think. You do that, too. No, no. You do. No, I don't. Don't do. say that about me. You do. I'm so sorry. Oh, now I feel... And you stop the cart in the middle of the aisle. And I want to physically shove you to the side. I give you permission to do so. I kind of have. Yeah. Subtly. I, I don't actually think it's that subtle. <laughs> Anyways. um, So... We go through the produce section three times. Now we're into the rest of the food section. By this point, I'm, like, shaky because Mm -hmm. it's everywhere I move, someone's touching me. Mm -hmm. And I started texting you, and I was like, help, help, help. You were in California. You couldn't help. I could not help. I did relay this entire story to my family, and they were all (laughs) shouting on your behalf, like, no, what? Why is she there? Have her run away. This is ridiculous. No. Why didn't you do this before? (laughs) They were horrified. For it was you. horrifying. <laughs> we got up to the like checkout. Mm-hmm. Finally, we've been there for ages, and you need to understand. Like, okay, so normally Fred Meyer, there's like a series of check stands, and then there's probably like a good ten feet gap, and then the aisles start. Mm-hmm. That whole ten foot gap all the way across the store is a solid mass of people. people. There's so many people. We get in the aisle. I'm, like, physically shaking. The aisle or the the line? Uh, The line. I'm sorry. We get in the line. We get in the line. I'm physically shaking. And I, like, there's a buzzing in my head. Mm -hmm. And flames. Flames up the side of my cheeks. on the side of my face. Um, God bless Clue. I love that movie. And while we're standing there, my mom goes, oh, I forgot. I need to buy a KitchenAid. (laughs) (laughs) With the same, like, casualness that you would say, oh, I forgot a carrot. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And goes to leave the the line and wander back into the depths of the store. At which point, I I don't actually know what noise I was making, Mm -hmm. but I'm guessing it was like a... Mm. And my dad gave me the keys and was like, do you want to go sit in the car? At which point I realized I should never have stepped foot in that place in that... Yes. Shouldn't have gone. (laughs) <laughs> I'm st- I'm stressed thinking about yeah. this. You're like, yes, I would like the car to run over me now. Thank you. Yes, and then I went and sat in the car and texted you and probably cried a little bit on the on the, the wheel. Not steering wheel. That. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to clarify for anyone who's not like a kitchen-y type person, a KitchenAid 
is a stand mixer. So it's the kind of mixer that you sit on your kitchen counter and it comes up and over and there's a bowl attachment. And it's quite heavy. It's heavy, it's expensive, and it's huge. Like, it's not yeah. like an impulse purchase. Yeah, it's purchase. not an impulse purchase. Unless you're my mom. And then you just buy it on Christmas Eve day. Why not? I think she needed it for a recipe. I don't actually think she ended up getting a KitchenAid. I think she got some other kind of mixer. I don't know because I was in the car at that point. Yeah. And then I think I took a nap when we got home. I don't blame you. Also, usually anything that calls for a KitchenAid, you can usually substitute with a hand mixer, and it's just, it's fine. Thank you, Martha. You're very good. <laughs> so all of that to say, I hate stores. I hate crowded stores. And at this point, I think it's just progressed to the point that I hate Fred Meyer, because as soon as we go in there, I start getting stressed. Well, I'll just, you just give me your list then, and I'll go for you. But I kind of like wandering around. I just want it to be empty because it's... That's why I usually try to go later at night. Right. The problem is with, like, an actual human schedule, you can't always do that. Yeah, and it's it's navigating so many other human bodies that makes Mm. me want to die a little bit. Yeah, you should definitely not move to New York. (laughs) (laughs) It's all people. Ew. 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 Sorry, everyone else, but you. Did, did you ever think about the fact that there's millions of people living on an island? Oh, that's gross in every way. No. No, thanks. So Hannah's bringing this up because I'm filling out MFA grad school applications. Mm-hmm. And so I've been looking at various places to live around the world. And by which I mean nation. And I asked her earlier. Sorry, I was very far away and just came back because you yeah, were putting we, your foot in your mouth. Where did you go while we filmed that pod? We're doing it. What are you doing right so now? sorry. I was thinking about the neighbors going up and down the steps oh and how many times gosh. they're going to do that. If you are hearing a light thumping, that's, we don't have a soundproof room because we're poor af. So. Porf. Porf. <laughs> we're Porf. <laughs> Love us, for we are poor. <laughs> yeah, so if you hear it, saws. That means nothing, sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. not a cool it. kid. Anyways, <laughs> so I've been looking at different places to apply, and I ha- mm-hmm. asked Hannah earlier, could I survive in Brooklyn? And then I just Googled images of Brooklyn and showed Jen and the life drained from her face. Because Jen requires a forest near her at all times. And I was like, no, you're going to have to take a train out. I can't take it for a four. Like, I need a... <laughs> that was a hand motion indicating you could just walk outside here and you would pretty much be in kind of a forest. At least trees. Yeah. Yeah, no. You get trees and parks there and that's it. <laughs> so, obviously... There's whiny Jen. Yeah, She's back. She's back. She, she never left. All week we've been dealing with this recurrence of whiny Jen, mm-hmm. which I am blaming completely on my throat. It makes me sound whinier. Mm, no, this happened <clears throat> before you had thrush. No. Yes. It's my throat. No. And that's why. I actually don't know what it is, but just all week. Whiny and Jen. And a little bit before that. Uh, I owe you a... Uh, dinner? Sure. All right. <laughs> here, you heard it here. This is a contractual <laughs> agreement. I get dinner for putting up with this. All right, I accept. I, ex- I accept this this trade. Because there have been many times... It was actually... It started when we came home from the Seattle Aquarium. Um, and we had been in the car for five hours. Um, and I yep. was really exhausted. Yep, that's what it was. <laughs> and I was trying to make a food. And I think you said something like, you left the fridge open. And I was like, I know! <laughs> like, oh my gosh. It was honestly like a two-year-old throwing a yes. temper tantrum tone of voice. Yes. And it's just gotten worse. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's happening. We will fix it. So we came home, but what did we do when we were over on the west side? Oh my gosh! We had the coolest time. We did. We went to the Seattle Aquarium. Which is the top. It's the tippy top. The best. It's a great aquarium. So it's it's kind of expensive to go. Mm-hmm. And the parking was hideous. The parking was shite up a creek. Yeah, it was 30 it was bucks horrible. for three hours. It and... Was- 
bad. Also, I don't know about your lot, but our lot was not like you couldn't go around in the lines. You had to like back out and then navigate. Yeah. It was awful. It was awful. I don't know who planned Seattle, but they didn't do it well. I am sure they were on like 10 bottles of whiskey when they were doing it because it makes no sense. I yes. hate it. I hate it. Sorry. But that was the that was that was the geographer coming out. Yeah, it <laughs> sure did. 10 <laughs> bottles of whiskey. 10 bottles of whiskey. <clears throat> But the actual aquarium itself is wonderful. It is. So we arrived just in time. When you first walked in, there's um, like a giant tank. Like, I don't know, like 30 feet? Something like that. It's huge. And we arrived just in time for a diving show. So like mm-hmm. a diver went in and was her voice was like carried out through I'm wires. still trying to figure out if that was pre-recorded or not. I've wondered about that myself. It felt very much like it was pre-recorded. It did. But then the thing with the fish happened. Yeah, and they asked questions. So yeah. I thought, maybe not. Maybe not. Anyways. The ultimate mystery. So we we watched her for a while. It was really cool. And then we went into the other room and there were touch pools where you could touch like anemones. Mm-hmm. And, and sea urchins. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. The anemones, when you touch them, like would suck very lightly on your fingertips. <laughs> that sounds gross, but no. it was actually really cool. You were like, look, it sucked. Go, go <laughs> touch it. It'll suck you. And I was like, I don't want to be sucked. <laughs> And that's how we ruined the aquarium for all the children. Um, And then we, again, came in there just in time for an octopus feeding, Mm -hmm. which was so cool. Um, Actually, Brie took that great picture of me staring at the octopus, and I genuinely look like a girl seeing her first love for the first time. Like, yeah, like, you know those bridal reveal photos? That's what it looks like. You and an octopus called Taco. Yeah. Not T-A-C-O, T-A-K-O, which I believe is Japanese for octopus. Yes, that's what it was. And the other one was called Umbrella, because there's two of them. Yeah. They were really cool. Yeah. Octopus are, like, really smart, cool creatures that are Mm -hmm. very creative, and it was really fun to be able to see them. And there was a a jellyfish, like... um, The the moon jellies. The moon jellies. And their tank was shaped, like... It was circular, but you could only see half of it because the other half ran under the floor, um, and you could walk underneath it, and they were just kind of floating around in a circle. So you could, like, walk through this jelly arch. Uh-huh. Um, they're all the tropical fish, and we got to see the happiest puffer fish. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. He, I, the fish was built with a smiling face. And the goat fish, which had, like, whiskers on their face that they were using to sweep the mm-hmm. floor of their tank mm-hmm. for, like, little bugs and worms and stuff. And the unicorn fish, which actually had, like, a little horn. Yeah. And I don't know what that little one was. We saw the cutest little fish. He was shaped like a cube a little bit. Yeah, he was. And he was black with little speckles on him. He was very, very precious. I remember we found you because there was this one tank. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I don't like this. I am not. I am not that. There was no. this one tank that was no. full of, like, super colorful fish, Ugh. like, neon blue and purple and yellow. They were so beautiful. <laughs> this one black fish, like the emo fish, hiding <laughs> out in the corner. No. It was you. It no. was you. Yeah. If the other fish had come up and said hi, that fish would have been perfectly decent and started a conversation and been really chill. Okay, emo fish. Anyways... And then we mm. saw... I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. There were otters. We saw river otters, I believe. Yeah, river otters. And harbor seals. Yeah, and fur seals. Those were the other seals. Oh, yeah. And um, there were lots of shorebirds. Mm-hmm. We got to see puffins. Puffins, yeah. They're really cute. And um, there was, there's a, like a... A dome, so you come in under it, and the fish are swimming all over the ceiling. That's right, that and was so freaking cool. Did we decide it was a sturgeon? That massive, that massive thing big we old saw. Fish. He I'm like gonna say it was. I don't know what feet? else it would be. Yeah, he was huge. It, it was, was really cool. He was thick. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and we saw some small sharks. Yeah. And everywhere there were aquarium employees who were willing to like offer fun facts. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them I didn't realize was an aquarium employee at the time. <laughs> so I was standing there looking at, 
I think it was a hairy crab, and this guy came up behind me and started explaining something about them, and I, like, wanted to roll my eyes and be like, leave me alone, but then I realized he was... Mansplainer. Yeah, I thought he was mansplaining to me, but he actually worked there. That was his job. Yep. So I'm just... If I'm that emo fish, you were that other fish, that big one that looked like a sea cucumber, and he was gray, and he was like... <laughs> the one who was just laying there thinking yes. about his. Sometimes yes. I am that. That fish. was you. That's me on a bad day. Oh, we saw seahorses. I totally forgot. <gasps> yeah, we did see seahorses. They were seahorses. so cute and tiny. You had to like really look for them. They were hooked onto coral and they're just kind of floating around. They're really, really cute. They were really cute. <laughs> and we saw lionfish, which were we crazy looking. We did. And some kind of shrimp. Those big shrimp. Yeah. And and we just saw so All much. Kinds of stuff. It was really cool. I had a moment with the harbor seals. You did. I love harbor seals. <laughs> They're just And several moments with the octopus. Yeah. <laughs> we did we we You bonded. We bonded. And then I bought just so much so stuff. So much octopus merchandise <clears throat> in the gift shop. So much. I didn't really realize how much of this was a thing because Growing up, when I went on vacation, my parents didn't really go in for gift shop stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you can look around, but you're not getting anything. And since meeting up with you and Steph, I've realized, like, oh, this is a thing. People actually, like, buy a lot of stuff here. You know, I will say I also didn't get stuff in the gift shop. Yeah. Growing it, up. It was just never a thing. No, because they're, they're pretty expensive. It's expensive and, like... I'm gonna, my, my parents were always like, you can't just get some little thing. It needs to, like, if you're gonna get something, it needs to be something that shows that you were here, which usually means it's got the name of the place on it, which is fine, but that's not always the merch you want. No, it's not. And I will say now that I'm a grown ass woman, Mm -hmm. I can spend my money frivolously if I so desire. It's true. And I sure did desire last weekend. You did. Something Steph has actually taught me though. It's one of the reasons you would buy at the gift shop is because it does... It goes back to the place. It goes back to the place, which yeah. if you're at, like, an ethical zoo or an ethical aquarium, which we were at, Seattle is, like, they're very ethical in how they treat their animals. Mm-hmm. It's good to support places like that, especially under this administration that is not going to make life easy for them. Right, right. So, also just... Sometimes it's fun. I got a stuffed octopus. His name's Cedar. Mm -hmm, That you enjoy, like, flinging in people's faces. Yeah, I can, like, maneuver his tentacles to stroke Hannah's face, and it is very enjoyable. It's not, actually. It it really is. It is for you, because you're not on the receiving end of that. Yeah, that's the whole point. If you wanted to do it, you should have got your own octopus. I seriously considered getting that little squidgy tentacle. For your finger. Ooh, did not love that. <laughs> See, it's not nice. Well, at least Cedar's tentacles aren't squidgy. That's more realistic to the octopus. Nevertheless. <laughs> you also bought an octopus ring. I did buy an octopus ring, which subsequently got stuck on my finger on the way home. Uh-huh. And I panicked. Also, you put your ring in the octopus ring basket <laughs> and almost yes, left it Yes, yes, I did. So it was just it's all good. over a win. And Steph bought the most amazing thing in the whole wide world. She did. Oh, it's a, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a blanket and kind of a Snuggie, but not a Snuggie because you don't put it on backwards or anything. Right. It's like those towels they make for children. Hooded towels. Hooded towels, but it's a blanket and it's a unicorn. No, it's a narwhal. narwhal. It's a narwhal. Well, which is the unicorn of the sea. It's and it has, beautiful. it has like, they're not sleeves, but they're little like hand pouches, hand pouches. So you put your hands inside and of them. And then you can pretend to be the narwhal and flare around. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really, really cool. It's so cool. I'm, I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that might've won. That was, Although that was very good. Although Brie, our other friend, got goggles that have windshield, <laughs> windshield wipers. wipers. Which is also pretty excellent. They were exceptional. The point is, you buy ish at the gift shop. I didn't buy anything. (laughs) (sighs) The only reason I bought anything at the Woodland Park Zoo is because it was my birthday. Otherwise, I wouldn't have bought anything there either. We're just, we're going to help you. No. No, because later I just spent 
so much money in other shops. That's true. Because we went to World Market, and I love me some World Market. You you do <laughs> love World Market. Um, but that's not what I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about Olympic cards and comics. Yeah! Which is this amazing comic and overall geek store, which we have been informed is the largest on the West Coast and in the top ten of overall in the U.S., it's basically a ginormous warehouse that the owner constructed herself. Gabby, she's so cool. We met her when, when we went in. Um, she just made it herself because it's something she wanted to do, and her space previously was too small. And they're still expanding it. They mm-hmm. have, like, an upstairs section where you can just play games, and then downstairs is all merch and comics and, and board games and that kind of stuff. And they're getting ready to blow out one of their walls and make it even bigger, which is amazing. It's got really cool. It's got everything you could ever want as, as like a geek or a nerd. If you can imagine it, it was probably in there. And I did appreciate she had um, all the merch was uh, organized according to fandom. Mm-hmm. So it was actually really easy. Even though it was so big, it'd be easy for that to be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But it was easy to find what you were looking for mm-hmm. and be able to skim over what you weren't. Yeah. And the comics were arranged similarly because there were they were by publisher or self published or independent and then like alphabetical within that I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was it was fantastic. It Loved was a it really so cool much. place. I wanted to walk out with much more than I did. I almost bought those really cool forest dice. Yeah, because we started as we've talked about playing yeah, we're D and D. Playing D and D. And I really wanted those dice, but I had already spent a lot of money that weekend. <laughs> at the gift shop. <laughs> at the aforementioned gift shop. <laughs> and was going to spend even more at World Market. Yeah. And at Old Navy, where I found that other velvet shirt and lost right. my damn mind. That's right. Yeah. Like, if I could have made out with myself in that dressing room, I probably would have. Oh, my god! The shirt looks okay, great. Is my point. I'm not a narcissist. I just no narcissist. Recognize. Who literally sat down in front of the pool and was so in love with himself that he didn't move from that spot ever again. Okay, listen, that is the story of every white man. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this black velvet shirt. Anyway. Not every white man. Not all white men. The point is, we just did some retail kind of therapy. We did. We just don't have a lot of shops here. We don't. It's fine. <laughs> we did some more shopping today. Like, we went and looked at Christmas places. Oh, we did. I was which like, was did. fun. I did. But it's not the same as Target, is what I'm saying. No. It's not. Or World Market, or Old Navy, or... What was that last store we in? Fuego. Fuego, yeah. I love that store. We don't... I've never been in one before. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a mall staple here in Washington. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. The, like, it's kind of like growing up lol random. It kind of is, but I love the sloth backpack all the same. You know what? I'm not going to judge you for that. <laughs> that is your aesthetic, and you have it. Be blessed. Yeah. Cannelly's a rice. I didn't buy it, but I did like it. I did buy the first two Runaway comics that Rainbow Rowell has written. Have you finished them yet? I have. What What is your... I don't quite understand what's going on because I didn't read volume two of when it was uh, previously in production, but it's really beautiful and Mm. it seems to be in characterization with what I did read. If Rainbow Rowell's got her name on it, I'm interested and I'm going to love it. A while ago, Jen posed the question to me, if I could have anybody for a set of parents, who would they be? And I never gave her an answer because I, I, I didn't know. And I figured out one of my parents would be Rainbow Rowell because I love her and she seems like she would be a really great mom. Um, and then the other person I decided on is Nadia Hussein from Great British Bake Off because... Again, she's just... She's great. She's great. She's great. She's so talented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to, like, pat her on the shoulder and be like, how? how she's so humble about this? it. She is. She's the nicest person. Do you follow her on Twitter? <gasps> you need to be following her on Twitter. No, I didn't know. You need to follow her on Twitter because she's so nice with everybody she interacts, except for people who are, like, being 
shitheads about her religion, in which case she's like, uh, no. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. It's so great. I love her. Hmm. So the, they're my two moms. I love that. So what? who are your peoples? If I can remember correctly, I think I said it was Joan Didion and Mary Carr. Mm, no. Well, one of them, but Joe Biden was the other one. <laughs> Joe Biden! <laughs> oh, Joe. Joe! Joe, I love you. I, just, I love him. He just, he just, Joe. Cartoon Jen. <laughs> everything about Joe Biden. Okay, so Joe Biden. Mary Carr. And Mary Carr. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mary Carr is definitely like my literature mother who okay. I'm too afraid to speak to. And Joan Didion could be your aunt. They can have like a polyamorous relationship. Don't you put limits on them. Except not romantic because Joe is married. And that's beautiful. I'm sure the other two are too, aren't they? I don't think Mary Carr is married, and I honestly don't know about John Didion. Okay. I could be wrong about both of them, though. Last I checked... It doesn't really matter, because it's all hypothetical anyway. The point is, I love Joe Biden. You really do. So much. You're like Leslie Nope. (laughs) But he just did it in his face. And, like, his policies? Joe! Oh, goodness. Okay. Joe. Anyways, on that beautiful note, we yeah, should probably wrap this up tonight. we should wrap this up for the night. Thank you for joining us for Jen's medical conditions. <laughs> we'll be back next week with a riveting... Um, we'll be back next week to complain about the snow because winter has started here and it's the worst. Yeah. So just expect a lot of complaining about Hope that. you are ready for several months of so bitching about white stuff. bitching about the annoyance powder. Yeah. Anyway, that's been us. Hope you tune in next week. This has been Midnight Nonsense. Good night. <laughs>